Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Man, Colin, let me tell you, we have got a big show today. Big show. Huge show. Well, I'm not going to be on it, Joe. What? Why? Why not be on it? No, no, I won't be. I'm not booked for one thing. Oh, I want you to. And, and what really bothers me is Jeremy Lambert. I have nothing against the man oh. he's podcasting with, but I swear to you, I guarantee you that nobody you can have a better podcast with Joe Holbert more than I would have. So that part hurts. I really wanted to be on as a producer, but the people who make that decision, whoever that might be, I want didn't you. offer any position. So I'm not booked. I won't be there. I want you to be there. I want you I'm, to be there. I'm not booked. Oh, oh, I, I'm, I'm not going to be here, Joe, because I'm not booked. That's an old rule I've had for a long time. I because I'm not to. involved. I, want I, you had, to. I already had other arrangements. And don't take it personally, because I used to be the guy in the stream yard. And I used to see the old guys, the Alex Pawlowskis. And that's where I am now. I used to see the old guys that came out of the podcast. And they come around. They looked like old dogs, just hoping somebody would recognize them. Here, Spot. I want you to be there, Colin. I really have to be involved, and I'm not. I did ask you in April if I could produce some podcasts, but I'm not you, on the show. You can be on I'm next week. Connor, you can be on next week. You can I'm be on next, week, next week. You can be on next week. All right, cool. I want you to. I want you to. I want you to be on next week, Connor. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, good. I'm glad to. <laughs> and I said, psychosis. This was wrong, pals. And O'Neill. Starts a feud from the jaws of victory with the pork gun and the chubby cheese. Distraction. Hello. There we go. Welcome everyone to the distraction. I was dying. <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself. Once I got in my Terry, I can. Connor, I didn't mean to throw you off, but I was no. just. I was feeling it, man. No, you were good. It. You were good. I, I couldn't. I couldn't bring out the Southern because I don't really have it. That's I, fine. I did best I could. It's just that soft tone that Terry has there. By the way, folks, if you don't know, Beyond the Mat, iconic scene, Dennis Stamp, bless his heart. He's not booked. He's not involved. He's trying his best. And Terry wants him to be there. He says to me, I want you to be there. I want you there. Um, so that was it was Connor who had the, he posted the gift that got me to do that. So, Connor, before – apparently we're going to talk about wrestling day. That's what we do on here. But I want you to plug your stuff because that was an all-time. That was tremendous. Go ahead, pal. Okay. Well, if you all know me, you know I'm over at comicbook.com. I cover the WWE page, but we cover – any kind of nerd culture, geek news you can think of. They're all over the Scarlett Johansson Disney lawsuit right now. Uh, as for myself, you know, WWE, AEW, NXT, I know it's banned here, but we still got to cover it. 
and we still we cover AEW. We're getting we're getting more interviews. We're lining up stuff with Impact next week. I'm talking to the cast at Heels next week. Stephen Amell's new show, uh, and you can follow me over on Twitter at Connor KCCB. Got that blue check mark. So wrestlers are starting to pay attention when I favorite their tweets. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, I just uh, and you'll see me on Mondays chirping about Raw and on Wednesdays glorifying dynamite. So we yeah. will also see you next Thursday, right? Whether it's on yeah. this show, the post show, in some form or fashion, he will be the next week. Booked. That, that <laughs> part is legit. Happen. It can't be yes. this week because there's some there's some conference call that Jeremy yes. and I need to go listen in on. Oh, so. God. Yeah. Don't remind me. Good Don't luck, guys. <laughs> All right. Support Connor, great power of the show. Uh, thanks for coming on, pal. We'll see Pleasure, you Connor with, with the best hair, better than John Alba. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm don't gonna, let him hear you say that. He will. He will. I'm going to feature both of you guys in Chicago, and then I'm just going to snatch the wig off of John Alba as well after I do it. That is a well attached wig. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. We appreciate yeah. it, buddy. Uh, that was fabulous. That every was time fun. I hit, her, every time I hit, her, I want you to. I just saw Connor just like he was strengthening himself. <laughs> I was cackling every time you did it. Like your your tone, your tone. He really tone. does that, right? Like he I know. really. <laughs> I oh, I gave you the Bob O'Neill uh, graphic there. I'm sorry, Joseph. I'm sorry to hear that. That's what I do. <laughs> well, oh man, let's get to some super chats right off the bat here. Buddy Frank says, "I'm out. Uh, I'm out with friends. Catch the video on the man. Out with friends. Still lose a super chat. That's how you do it, folks. Uh, have a great one. Congrats on 69 Patreon subs. Random two uh, point hour, two point five hour streams with Joseph are great. I log onto the Patreon. I just see you've done like a three hour stream. You've got Will from RBR Wrestling. You got SP3. You're just bringing these people on just to do these streams on the Patreon. Patreon.com/slash the distraction if you want to support everybody." It's good because it feels like I'm giving the people bang for their buck, but we're doing it in real time. You know, like yeah. when we get stuff in the can and put it up, it feels like I'm we're not giving them enough. Whereas when we're doing it live, I see the people there. It's, it's good, man. The patrons, I mean, it's actually turning into something fun for our for our audience. You know, and I, I want to stress again, we're never going to do tears or any of that stuff. It's a no. buck to enter. You can pay as much as you want, but it's a buck to enter, and then you're in you're in the game. So it's fun. It's a, good, it's a good way to support us, right? It's a direct way to support us. Yes. Yeah. It's a dollar and. As you just heard, Joseph did about five hours of streaming in the past two days. So yeah. you get that from two days, whatever else we do all month. And it's a dollar a month. You can pay more. Please pay more. Joseph has a coke habit. I have kids. We need your money. Yes. JJ says, hello to my favorite big stars. Hope the day. See, hope the day as well. I don't have like a kid to like grab, shove him on the screen here. Be like, here, help this young man. Feed him. Uh, all of my favorite big stars of the day as well. AW Nitro is very exciting. Pump for the juices return. Thank you for all you do. Love you both. I uh, hope you're well, JJ. Um, thank you, buddy. We love you as well. Mm-hmm. Always, pals. This is the great JJ, TNA fan. We even accept him as a TNA fan. <laughs> Uh, and James Edward Smith said Don Callis looked ready to join Booty Pro. Can we talk about this? Of that, they're just stealing all of our bits, right? Like, well, honestly, yes. But the Don <laughs> Callis part was better than anything we ever came up with. Them shorts, brother, they were. We would have ride that Booty was, in those shorts. 100%. He wouldn't have wore them. He would we not have wore those. We would have forced them on, man. Listen, man, that was a. That was a ride, right? That first 10 minutes of the show that was just like entrances. It was very un-AEW. It was a real spectacle. And I mean, as a compliment, it was awesome. 
Van Twin, Van Twin Blades at Don Callis, more like Don Cialis. Am I right, boys? I'll leave that one to you, Pedro. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Is that what we're going to talk about? We're going to get into Dynamite. Let's talk about the basketball. Let's just talk. It's draft day, like actual basketball. It's the draft, Joseph. Excited? Ben Simmons getting traded today? Basketball is banned. What? Banned from the show. Are we escorting basketball out the door? Yes. Okay. Listen, okay. I will talk about it at the end of the show. Okay. Because right. I have, I actually have a point to say, but no, look, I, draft day is exciting for you. It's miserable for me. I hate basketball. Let's talk, about, let's talk about the basketball tribute match on Dynamite. Let's do that. <laughs> I like Omega. He did the Jordan tweet as well, and I wrote an article on it yeah. just because why wouldn't I? Like, that's that's right up my alley, right? Uh, like, everyone, everyone seems like, oh, well, okay, what's Omega doing? at all out now because are in hangman because it seems like hangman and omega is just completely off now this ain't the end of the story right like we talked that we've talked about it they had to delay this because you couldn't just do oh hangman wins this match this pay-per-view is not for another month so you've gotta and they're they're, they're adding a b show in the middle of this you gotta add some stuff into this before you can get to that hangman omega match you needed to knock hangman down once more and then he builds back up to get to this match I still think this is the all-out match. Am I crazy? Because it seems like based on the reaction last night, I'm crazy that this is going to be – that this is still in for all-out. I think – listen, we put ourselves over enough on this show, but I think we should actually legitimately pat ourselves on the back. I don't think anyone else quite grasped that this is still like – with the B-shot and nine TVs away, you yeah. know? Like, and here's the biggest thing that I think people are missing. They never said the number one contender for all-out. They just said the number one contender. Right. Kenny was going to defend the belt at some point within this two months between the last pay- – like, I just think they're going to do a Christian match on TV and I think they're going to work over to Hangman. Now, here's the thing. I think the big thing for the Hangman story is, like, I think it's firstly, like, the Dark Order keeping him keeping him upright after losing. Mm-hmm. I also think they're going to play with the booze stuff a little bit. I think he's going to kick that before he really wins that belt, you know? I know we all laugh at the drinking, but, like, if you think about what it's meant for his story – I think you're going to get some sort of segment of the bar where the dark would like, you know, you need that shit, man. You're good. We're going to go and get this. You're going to climb them rankings one by one. And I, and I think that's, I never liked the idea of pinning Kenny here. Yeah. We talked about this. I never did. Yeah. Like, he's the mountaintop. So the only option you have is DQing him. And I think Tony thought that was like a, like a cheap out. Did you notice by the way they teased him using the belt? Cause a lot of people predicted he'd get DQ. Did you notice that? Yeah. And they wait, they used their count out on the two guys that none of us cared about not getting beat. Like, they didn't want to. They didn't want to screw you out of that. So, to me, this was just like you know we fantasy booked about how Hangman could lose his first title match. This was just yeah. that to me. He can't yeah. beat Kenny yet. Like he's got. He's still got some way to go. And I still think it's all out. I agree with you, but I'm also open minded, dude. Like I can't. I'm gonna be honest. I trust the process with this thing. It's been a really impactful, enduring arc. I trust they've got this thing figured out. Now, there obviously is a lot of moving pieces. So I saw Chris Bordine in the chat talks about me being his wrestling therapist. And it's true. I get why people are concerned because, you know, look, let's be real. There's some megastars coming in. And, like, that's that makes people worry that Hangman's going to fall to the side. Guys, listen, man. I think after that entrance, they know what they've got in this guy. This, yeah. is, this is their guy, man. I, I think he's going to get it. I really do. We'll see, though. I think other stories can be moved around with, with yeah. Punk and Brian coming in this one they've invested so much in i think this one they just continue down the path that they've gone on and then they integrate because we kind of saw the teases with with darby and punk 
Like that, that could be a possibility. Brian, he might not come in until after all out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think they continue down this. I'm with you. We, we kind of fantasy booked uh, th- this match and we both agreed like beating Omega. If you're going to do it, you've got to, like, you've got to be smart about it. And, but the, but we both agreed, like, just probably don't do it. And so that means Hangman losing or doing some type of cheap DQ. And we didn't think they were going to do the DQ because they just don't do that. I thought they played it smart. It came down to three on one. He, he beat one of the young bucks. I like that. He didn't beat them both because they are still the tag team champions, right? Like you don't want to beat both of your tag team champions in a three on one scenario. So he beat one of them, you know, hit the double buck shot. The other, uh, the other rolled out. Then Kenny had to cheat to beat him and knock hangman down a peg. He's still number one in the rankings. I don't know how, if how this affects this. We think that Omega is going to defend the title. I still think it's Christian at the first rampage show. I think that's what it's going to be. And then after that, you're looking at about two, three weeks until all out like this hangman story ain't going away. I still think this is the match. And I I don't think last night has any, I I think it's part of the story. I think this is the story that they they've set out and they're, they're letting it play out perfectly. I think also you touched on something with them being the champs. They're like the dark order, a formidable act in AEW, but it has to be said that in terms of how everyone's framed within the show, Kenny's team, the super elite, was the favourites all along here, right? Yeah. Like, they're the impact tag champs, the AEW tag champs, and the AEW world champ, who is framed as the greatest wrestler ever. Like, I, I think, yeah, like, but you're serious. I mean, the Dark Order are this collection of guys, almost misfits, that have like gathered around this guy that needed help, right? Like, they're like his support system, and they fought valiantly. They just couldn't beat him. So, so I don't know. I think um, I think it made sense, honestly, I do. I wasn't shocked. You and I seem to be outliers because everyone else seemed to be like, I'm turning the TV off, I'm devastated. And I get why, if you're devastated as a fan, I get it, but like shocked by the decision, I, I don't know. I thought kind of saw it coming. I'm not it's, sure. It's not only like, I get why people are, are devastated and I even get why people are like kind of shocked because they just thought, oh, well, this is going to be Hangman yeah. wins, gets his title shot and everything. I just don't, it's weird to me that people are, can't see all the way to all out and how they have so many more weeks to build. It's a good thing. What's that? It's a good thing, Jeremy, because it means they're actually truly immersed. Yeah. You know, like we talk about this stuff enough that we're like looking, we're trying to look big picture every week, but like, I think a lot of the emotional reaction is like actually within the story, which is really good because it means that when he gets Kenny, because I think he's going to get him like you do. I mean, you know, you'll make the reaction better. And so I think it's a good thing. Carry on with your point. Sorry. I think it's a good thing. I think like you, you kind of just, you got to trust them on this. They, they've done very well with this story and, and don't give up on it just because Hangman lost this match. I was just kind of stunned to see like, okay, well, where does Hangman go? Who's, who's Omega facing at all out now? Cause it's clearly not Hangman. And I'm just like, I still think it is Hangman. Like if they want to bring in Okada, then, then sure. But I don't think that's, I don't thing. like that. I have to, I- I'm I, saw Jay, I saw Jay White. I saw a guy. I think they're both wonderful, but like, I don't like that, man. You've got so many guys on your roster. Like, don't do that. You know? I mean, that's I'm my take. You. Especially if you're bringing in, which the report is that Moxley's going to face potentially Tanahashi or Suzuki. And I mean, Moxley cut the promo on Tanahashi last night. Tanahashi was on the video screen yeah. last night. Look, man, you're giving me a Tanahashi Moxley match in Chicago. I'm going to show what else happens on that card. I'll say this, there's one, I do think there's a chance that with Rampage happening on like the 20th, I think there's a chance they've pivoted and it's Punk. 
I'll, I'll say that. I'll be honest with you, okay? I think mean, there's a chance, a slim chance, that Punk, they've, they've accelerated things with this United Centre show, pushed things forward a week, two weeks, whatever it is. And I think there's a chance that maybe, just maybe, Jeremy, it's at that rampage where Kenny faces Christian and afterwards Punk challenges Kenny. Would I like that? Not hmm. necessarily. I'll be honest with you. But I think there's a chance that there's enough moving pieces that's where they've gone based. Does that make sense? Like, I don't expect it. I just think it's a it's a it's a possible reason why things could have changed because you and I don't think they've changed. We think this was the plan all along. Yeah. If they have changed, I sense that will be the reason. It'll be because Punk is coming into work, uh, Kenny, which would be weird, I think. But we'll see. Well, I said it last week that you know everyone's like, oh, Punk is definitely going to show up at All Out, and I mean, it seems like he is going to show up at All Out. Yeah. But I thought like, what if that isn't his first appearance? What if that's his first match? And now it kind of seems like that will be his first match. I don't think. It's Kenny though. Like I, I don't know. I, I don't think that's his first match. I don't think Punk just comes in immediately goes goes title picture right away. Obviously, you can do it, and if you're gonna bring him in at the the United Center, he's gonna get the big reaction, especially if he steps up to Omega. But like you just put Punk. You don't. I don't think you want Punk's first match in seven years being this main event match against Kenny Omega. I'm not saying it'll be bad. I think Kenny Omega can have a great match with anybody. Yes. I I just. I don't know if you want right. that to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you want that to be his first match. I think because you've already got the, you've already sold out all out, right? Or, or it's at least close. I'm pretty sure it's sold out. Um, yeah. So you've already got it sold out. You've you've invested in this Omega Hangman story. Pay it off. You can just put Punk on the card, and he's going to get the reaction you need him to be. Like it's almost like a, it's almost like a McGregor fight, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't. McGregor can be the co-main event. He doesn't have to be the main event. And then you can put bigger stars or not bigger stars, but you can put like another title fight as the main event. They're going to sell based on just bringing in McGregor. Punk is McGregor in this case. Come in. He doesn't need to be the main event. You just have a good little match. And then you can continue to tell your story with your actual main event match. The one thing I would say with Punk, I'm looking at the chat here and everyone says about the Darby Allen match. And I think, that is a very logical conclusion to draw from last night's show. I agree with that. And I think he's a very smart first opponent because he's a bumping machine that can wrestle at that pace and let Punk kind of take it easy. Don't be surprised if over the next two, three Dynamites, how many it is, other guys cut yes. promos where they allude to Punk. Don't be surprised if you get a, a pack saying pipe bomb or a, you know, a Kingston saying it could just be that is what all I would say, but we'll see. So here's my, I'm going to catch up on some uh, super chats right fast, but I do want to continue kind of bringing punk in. Uh, Chris says, thank you, Joe, for being my wrestling therapist. Uh, Rob Reed says, we saw Nick Gage wrestle Zack Ryder and Chris Jericho within five days of each other in 2021. If it told you this happened back in 2016, I'd be sent to a funny farm. Probably. King of this fucking shit. Nick Gage. Uh, Britain says Omega. All this is dream match. All somebody banned Britain. He's no, he's a good brother. Let him roll. He's enjoying himself. No, he's banned. Somebody ban him. Uh, Doug says at all out. Will Page kick out of the one winged angel? I don't think so. Uh, really, you think he's gonna kick out? I think he kind of fights out of it. I don't think he kicks out of it. Pin last night, knowing like he's the one that gets it, you know. Fair. That'd be such I mean, a pot, dude. Imagine the reactions. Oh, man. yeah, yeah, 100%. Wow, That'd be a huge, huge reaction. 
yeah, Ricardo says MJF quoting the pipe uh, pipe bomb was hella lit. Let's go. Uh, but Ryan says she wanted to spend money on YouTube, put you over, put over distraction choice, the best Patreon. Great pre-stream with uh, SP3. You guys are dynamite. We got a stream after the show, Joseph and O'Neill, since we're not doing the uh, Twitch stream because I got to listen yes. to Nick Khan. Uh, JJ Lee says AW typically sets the match and they build it to it for three or four weeks. I think that's why I was shocking Hangman loss. When will we know the main event? Like that shows are they're inconsistent, they're, but the yeah. thing also is, is so like I think it's a good point. But double or nothing, they announced like Orange and Pack just sort of like emerged. Yeah, in fairness, they've they have been doing the build, the match just isn't a graphic and confirmed yet, right? It's like right. they they could confirm it two TVs before the pay per view. The story's yeah. there, you don't, you don't, you know, I, I think there's a lot of time. Problem. Now, here's the thing, guys, I if the, if we're wrong on this and it's Christian. And you're underwhelmed. I think you're right to be underwhelmed. Mm. This is not us sitting here and being like, "Let it play out." We just, right or wrong, think this was the plan. I think like we both watched it and was like, "Yeah, it kind of makes sense." We'll see what they do for the next, you know, five weeks. So you'll be interesting, definitely. Uh, James Edward Smith says Sean hurt my feelings, saying he's cold on the blade. Is he going to oh. hate on Serpentico next? Sean's an idiot. Don't listen to him. <laughs> no comment. But I will say. That. <laughs> That definitely felt like a case of Christian watching the blade work and being like, holy shit, this guy's quite a good Tony. Let's figure something out with the blade. Um, So you mentioned that you think a lot of people are going to do kind of punk references over the next couple weeks. And I agree with you. Like Darby did it. MJF did it. Uh, Even Nick Jackson, he did the little spot in the corner, which typically he does the, he did the knee into the bulldog, which punk always does. And Nick like kind of does a variation on that. He does like a knee and like super kick bulldog, but like he rarely changed those two back together or back to back like that. So there were some references uh, throughout the night. I think we're going to see a lot. Here's kind of, I don't know if this is going to happen because it is sort of far away. This Jericho stuff. I mean, it's five labors. Hoovy's next. Is there a chance Punk is is one of them? And that is your all-out match. Jericho against Punk. This is not a scoop. I get the sense that Punk isn't he isn't rushing to wrestle Chris. I'm going to be honest. This I, is agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I don't think well, this is either, but again, this, I'm throwing this the they got the history, right? They got the WrestleMania match. Oh, I, I'll say this. I think it's more likely... Genuinely, I think it's more likely that Jericho beats MJF and he's the challenger at all out than that. That's my honest take. Fair. I just I just don't I don't know, because I think Punk would see that as being part of someone else's thing. And I that's not how his brain works, you know? No, Punk I'm... is such a he's like very video game him in AEW, you know? Like I yeah. find it really and this is not on criticism, but I find it really hard to like piece him like where he fits. Like you the Kenny match you get, that's a great poster, right? Like, wow, CM Punk, Kenny Omega. But other than that, it's like it feels like a brand new world because he hasn't wrestled in so damn long. He's a clean slate. So I'm open to ideas, but I do think, and listen, I know know no one wants to hear it, but I do think people should just be a little, that idea of Jericho and Kenny, I I always think that's in TK's mind, if nothing else. You know, that's all I would say. I I agree with you that they could be Jericho and Omega uh, if Jericho gets through all this and he beats MJF. I, I think MJF is the match at all out. It's Jericho and MJF. He's going to retire him, right? You, so like I saw you tweet this. Is This is like Jericho's almost like retirement. Yeah. That's really my read on it, man. Like he said, he said all along he's going to do the other TNT show, which is starting in now uh, two weeks, right? Remember he said that I'm going to be in the announced team? Yeah. 
He just wrestled a death match. He's wrestling Hoovy next week. Like, that feels like him to... And if it's Lance Storm as one of the other ones, like, I don't know, man. And you, look, let's be real about Chris. We've spoken about this before. Chris has critics, and rightly so, for reasons. He is one selfless dude in this setting. The yeah. AEW couldn't have had a better, like, legend to lead the way in terms of how to do stuff. What he did last night, Jeremy, and we'll get into it in more depth. I mean, I started the show with the little Terry Funk homage with Connor, and it's like, that would have made Terry grimace some of that shit that he was pulling last night at 50. I mean, Terry would have done it. <laughs> he would have done it at 60. But what I'm saying is that was like, that's the only comparison I can make with what he did. Like, he was so willing to play ball with Gage. That's, you know, I, I think he'd happily give his career to MJF, is my point. I mean, he'd, he'd happily do that. I, I think he would too. And we've talked about Jericho uh, before. Like, sometimes he can be like the Orange Cassidy stuff, right? It wasn't always for us. We don't know quite like Orange Cassidy fully what he gained coming out of that because it didn't seem like he got super elevated from that. But like Jericho is more than willing to just do the Orange Cassidy stuff and, and give him as much as necessary. He's been that way this whole time, even with like the inner circle. He's taken a step back more recently. It's like Sammy's kind of cutting the promos and everything yeah. now. Like he's more than willing to put other guys over and let other guys shine. This does feel like I'm just going to go out there and anything that like I haven't done yet, I'm just going to do. Like taking that bump at blood and guts, probably didn't need to do that at his age. You can make fun of cardboard box, whatever, but like he probably didn't need to do that. Doing this death match probably doesn't need to do this stuff. He's doing hurricane ranas off the, the top rope again. Like he doesn't need to do this stuff, but he's like, you know what? I've had the classics. I've had, you know, the great promos, the great storylines and everything. I'm going to have one more great storyline. I'm going to do matches that people just didn't think that I would do. And there's going to, once I retire, like you're just, gonna, you're not going to be able to say anything. You're going to be like, this guy did it all. He gave everything he had and there's nothing he didn't leave out there. You know, I um, we both, we love ourselves from Nick Gage, right? Just the personality itself. I don't think either of us like big deathmatch guys. God, like fucking shit. Yeah, like we just we we love the just the kind of idea what he symbolizes. It's fun yeah. to us. I think those of us in the bubble and some people in the chat maybe contest this. I think we take for granted what Chris did for him last night. Seriously, yeah. And I think if you showed someone that's a casual wrestling fan, I know people hate that term. For example, that death match with my father, right? If that's you know Lance Archer in there with Gage, he's going like this is some this is some shit. You know, <laughs> this is some weird shit. It's Chris Jericho, brother. Like he ain't gonna question. It. That's a legend of the game. So to him, just by sharing the ring with him, Jericho legitimizes Gage. Okay, that's one thing. You let him come out second, which is another thing that people are like. It's a little thing in wrestling, but you know, Jeremy, Jericho had the first entries. Like Gage, it was his match. He he didn't do a Nick Gage match, but like, I mean, he got about as close as you can get on national TV at this point, right? I mean, I just and look, I don't want to make this like a Jericho <laughs> glorifying the guy, but like. I think we can take it for granted what he did. Like Gage had never wrestled on national television at all, and he's in the main event against Chris Jericho, and Jericho gave him the whole match. He gave him the whole match. He didn't do anything to Gage. He just got the shit kicked out of him and then sort of stole the win at the end. Um, it was like it was a classic kind of Jericho moment in terms of what his outlook is on the industry. Open-minded enough to see things, you know? Like there are guys on, on Twitter now that are just like, uh, Gage ain't a real wrestler. Listen, man, Chris Jericho just went 15 minutes with him. Like, he, he ain't hearing shit about that anymore, you know. Like to me, that's he—he's legitimized to any critics at that point. Like that's 
that's a big stamp of approval. So it was it was a classic Jericho moment. I think next week is probably is more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I don't know what that will look like, especially with Chris's body healing from this. But like, I don't know. I I, I know that it's you know he's a kind of a polarizing figure, and again, rightly so. I'm not here to suggest otherwise, but. I'm going to kind of enjoy the ride on this one, Jeremy, because I think it may be the last one. And he's been, he's certainly been significant, hasn't he, Jeremy? He's certainly been an interesting character to cover. So, yeah, no, I, I love that last night. We should talk about it in more detail. Like, how, at what point in the gauge, mate, did you go from being, this may be awful to like, fuck this rules? Because it was when, as soon as Gage started going under the ring, I was like, okay, we've settled him. When Jericho was trying to have like a Memphis brawl with him, it was, you know, close shave. See, yeah, the early portion where, you know, Gage is using the pizza cutter and stuff, and then they, they do the uh, the fry Takayama spot. I was like, okay, you know, what, what are we get? I kind of always thought it was going to break down into this Nick Gage-type match, though, because I don't think, and call me crazy, like, I don't think Tony Khan is bringing in Nick Gage, putting him in this main event spot, if it's just going to be, hey, just go out there and do like a safe hardcore match. Because I, I think Tony has more self-awareness than that to, to know that like if it was just bring him in, do kind of your WWE hardcore match or just kind of the standard stuff we typically do, people were going to be like, what, like, what is this? Like you've completely, they were already, you know, complaining about like you've neutered Nick Gage because you won't let him say fuck on national television. Like they were already complaining about that. Like, Guys, they can't get away with saying this word on national television, especially as much as Nick Cage probably wants to say it. Uh, so they were already complaining about that. Like if they had done something like uh, just, again, your, your kind of bare bones hardcore match, they would have gotten backlash from that. I always thought it was going to be like a full on Nick Cage type match. Did I think Jericho was going to be that giving in it? No, that was the part that surprised me is just how giving Chris Jericho was in it. But I, I definitely thought like they were gonna. I didn't see the lights. Oh my God, did you hear that? Yes, thunderstorm coming through. Okay, my deal. Um, I didn't think they would go like full light tubes. I did think I thought we were gonna get doors. Uh, I don't even think we got doors. Maybe GCW is, is uh, done with doors. Remember there was that big fascination. How funny does that sound, bro? Like think about the <laughs> shit we're doing. I thought we were gonna get doors. We didn't get. We just got light tubes, like glass <laughs> pane, like. I thought we were going to get glass. I just thought we were going to get the pizza cutter because Gage had that thing like in all his promos and stuff. Um, the the light tubes though, that was another one where it's like, man, like they they really just sure they just they just let him do it. It was yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was good, man. I was excited and people like like you said, we're not like deathmatch guys. I could not watch like a full show of this stuff. Yeah, like that's I, fine. I, I, yeah. I couldn't do it. But like a Nick Gage match, this guy. This guy's just got like a connection that is, that is just special with people. Look, man, and like I feel it too. I'm I'm God all for I'm all for us being like just genuine what our taste is, you know. Like I'm probably with you, bro. I ain't lining up to watch a full show of that style of wrestling, especially the sincere style, right? Because again, this was kind of a like tame by comparison, as hilarious yeah. as that sounds, it was. But like I guess what I meant with the gauge stuff was, and I know this isn't a reference to you, probably know in the chat, but like there's some people just like that's not wrestling. It's like Hey, man, I don't know where you draw the line on that stuff. Wrestling's real dumb. We love it. But, like, what's real wrestling? You know, if the people enjoy it, they enjoy it. Dynamite at its best, and Eddie Kingston's debut is the one I wish used to sigh about this, but now Gage has superseded him in this sense. At its best, Dynamite is this show which has the wrestling world's eyes on it where anyone can show up 
and they can just be themselves, man. They can just be. They're not going to have everything bashed over each other's heads. It's just going to be like, here is Eddie Kingston, the guy in the Indies that, that talks a lot of shit. Welcome. Last night with Gage, I mean, this was the old example of that. Because it was simple. If you know who he is, you're invested. If you don't, he's a lunatic with a pizza car. What more? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. You don't need to be blown over the head with it. Like, he's just, he was a mercenary there to try and kill Chris Jericho. And I don't know, man. Like, we always do this thing where we, we do this qualifier. It's, you know, it's not a perfect show. And it isn't. No wrestling show is. We've talked about the women's division and we'll continue to talk about it because it is an important criticism. However, we have to be real about what we're getting here, Jeremy. This is the TV show we're talking about here, right? This is like a weekly pay-per-view, man. This is, I mean, I can't, I can't compare this to any other run of wrestling I've seen. I'm going to be really honest with you, Jeremy. I, this is like every week is like a thrill. There is a buzz, an energy, a sense that anything can happen. Tanahashi's in one segment, Meng's in the next. We close with Hoovy after a Nick Gage match. It opens with a Space Jam advertisement for a 10-man tag that goes 40 minutes. It's, it's a wrestling buffet, but that doesn't do it justice. It's like a wrestling festival every week, just with all these weird characters from all these different eras and styles and genres. I, I know people are tired of hearing me praise Dino, but like, we have to be real about what this is, right? Like, this is historic run. Let's not pretend this is common that TVs are this exciting every damn week. This is crazy stuff, man. It, it most certainly is. And the criticism of the women's division, certainly valid. And yes. they don't help yes. themselves in any regard with that by throwing out cold matches each week that seemingly don't mean a whole lot. Um, but as far as the other stuff on the show, yeah, you're getting, there's nothing cookie cutter about this show for better or worse, right? Some people do, will complain about that for us. Like I, we clearly enjoy it that you just don't like, God, it is storming out there. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, you just don't know what you're going to get. I did not think that, you know, Jerry, I, we all thought Gage was going to lose because of right. course, I didn't think the next labor was going to be Juventud fucking Guerrera being brought up in 2021, right? Why would like, you? Why would you think that? Like, yeah. what, what, playing who else would do that? You know? Playing off a, a bit, playing off a, a commentary that happened 20 months ago or something when Jericho and MJF were still friends, like a segment that happened that happened before the pandemic, right? Like that that little yeah. segment happened before the pandemic, and they brought right. that back. And it's just like pure fan. Like it's, it does nothing for business, right? Like there will not be one extra TV viewer, you know, broadly speaking, for Hoobie. We love it. The lapsed fan, like Hoobie Guerrero, the, the juicy Jew. Let's go. <laughs> I didn't need to see Jericho, but they got Hoobie. I'm in this yeah. thing. Let's go. No, 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 but that's, you know, someone said to me last night, I won't name them for political reasons, but they said, it's, it's wild, like what happens when a major league wrestling promotion is run by one of us lunatics. And it's like, Listen, man, this dude's got David Crockett out there doing YouTube shows. Ed <laughs> Kingston, Paul White, and Siobhan. Like, and again, is that like a big thing? When we make the documentary about AEW, when inevitably we reach our kind of humbling, you know, oh, wrestling is bad after all. When that happens, when we look back at it, will we mention, oh, they once brought David Crockett in for Dark Elevation? No. Is it a little gesture that pops on like myself, though? Yes. Hoovy, same thing. My brother and I went wild for the Hoovy, by the way. It was, a, it was like Chavo last week, Jeremy. Like, love to chat about it. Does anyone really? No one cares. He came out last week like he was the rock. The people were going wild. It's Chavo. Like, it's that's interesting here. This gentleman here, you think Paul White will be put that on the screen, Jeremy? The latest comment. Um, you think Paul White will be one of the one of the uh people for Jericho to face? That's an interesting, like, 
I, I didn't think about that, but like while they look for a way for, for Paul to come in ring, it feels weird because he'd be a heel, but like still, that's an interesting way for him to come in, right? Because you can you could imagine if Jericho's doing a retirement tour, he'd want to wrestle Paul White. That would make perfect sense to me. It's a good well, call. I love that. There seems to be, and I'm kind of confused too. It's the five labors of Jericho. So people are like, is MJF the fifth? Or yeah. is or Tony doesn't does he know? <laughs> does he have to, well, it matters because if you know Hoovy's the third. So there's either one more yeah. or there's two more before you get to MJF. And people seem to be like, okay, well, Lance Storm might be the last one. Uh, but does that make Lance Storm the fourth or does that make Lance Storm the fifth? It's just Tony doesn't know yet. He's watching old nitros, he's contacting people. <laughs> if they get another guy, by the way, a lot of people have been since then the MJF's gonna ask Chris to get a partner that's not in the inner circle, and that'll be now that oh, yeah. is I like that even more. I like yeah. this fantasy book in the chat and they get to a conclusion. I like that a lot. That's good. Um, Anthony Anthony Price says MJF is winning over Jericho because he's touring with Fozzie the next four months beginning. I think that's kind of uh, I think we all kind of figure MJF is gonna yeah. win this feud all, anyway. All I was suggesting with the Kenny stuff was perhaps an idea where like now again I don't want this or think it will happen, but I was just thinking like maybe he beats MJF on a dynamite, then he's written off by Kenny. Like we all agree that in the end he's losing that all out show to someone. We assume yeah. MJF, but I was just throwing that. I think you're right. It will be MJF. Uh, Chris says, can Hoovy cut a Ju the Juice Says promo next week? Yes. Look, if Tony Khan, he'll put Nick Gage in a death match, like you said, he's, he'd be even crazier to give Hoovy just a live mic next week. That would be... I was devastated. Like, I wanted Hoovy to come out last night, like Gage did, you know, with a pizza cutter too, for no reason. <laughs> what a time, dude. Like, imagine having... Seriously, I know, guys, I know. Let's really take this moment in. Okay, here's the situation, Jeremy. You've got a wrestling promotion. You've got CM I Punk. The NWA. Yes, you've got CM Punk and Daniel Bryan coming, okay? Two of the biggest stars the last two decades. This show features a 10-man tag you've been building to for two years. How would you feel about closing the show with the announcement of Juventud Guerrero? Because <laughs> that's what he did. I, see, that, that was what was so weird to me is – the girlfriend's over and she's like, oh, what's the main event? I was like, I'm pretty sure it's a 10-man tag. Like, because yeah. I wanted to watch the gauge match. And I don't care about this 10-man tag. Who's <laughs> a shit? <laughs> I want to watch Nick Gage, baby. Um, but I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure the 10-man's going to close. I figure like Gage will be like in the middle of the show. I actually tuned into Dynamite late. And so like wow. the match is already going on. Yeah. Uh the match is going on. And like I tuned in and there, like the 10-man tag is just opening. It's like, well. I guess Nick Gage has made eventing this show. And not only did Nick Gage main event, like you said, like the closing is just Juventud Guerrera next week is our big closer. Like tune in to see Juventud Guerrera next week. Like it is, it is peak lunacy. Like just all yeah. of it. it. It's absolutely insane. And that's good. You know, yeah. but that's like, do they close Joseph the week before they closed with a Lance Archer, Hikaleu stare down. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's like people are so they're so desperate to to frame Tony as one of those those dumb fans in the stands. Like, hey man, maybe this stuff was never as complicated as you guys pretended it was, and we're actually just enjoying a product that tries to make us happy. You know, maybe Jeremy, <laughs> maybe all those years of telling us that we don't know shit and let you know that we've got this this grand kind of you know masterclass and genius going on internally, and here comes this guy with his little notepad from 1996. Frankly, he's booking the most exciting television I've ever seen in my time as a fan. And I don't even I, I don't even think it's close. I genuinely don't. Like, you know, Jeremy, I'm younger than I look. I'm I'm only 45. And I 
<laughs> and I, I just think, again, Tanahashi was like 10th on the news bulletins last night. Yeah. <laughs> like it's Tanahashi, for goodness sake. It's just wild. It was, it was insane because Excalibur throws it. He's like, here we go, New Japan star just coming in. I was like, oh, okay. You know, who's this? Just some some random guy's like, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Like, what? Huh? New Japan, like, this is New Japan legend, like, one of the, the greatest of all times. Just like, here he is, just video package on Dynamite. Like, it's nothing. It's like, what? What, what are we doing out here? I thought Tanahashi was going to wrestle on an upcoming Dynamite. Turns out he might wrestle on an upcoming pay-per-view, which, even better. Even yes. better. This is interesting, right? Like, you only have him on the show. Like, he's doing the Archer match for New Japan in, in LA, yeah. is it, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, you only have him on the show if you intend to use him when he's in the US. Like, he's on, so. he's going to work an AEW match, which is so, so awesome for us, too. We love him so much, right? Like, he immediately becomes a top five AEW wrestler for us with one match. <laughs> it he, is what it is. If that, if that Moxley Tanahashi <laughs> match is, is legit, like Dave, Dave is saying, he spe- it's not a full report. He said that. Moxley's right. likely to wrestle a New Japan star, and he mentioned Tanahashi and, and Suzuki, and obviously Moxley mentioned Tanahashi as well. They don't do this stuff typically unless they're setting it up somewhere. So Moxley mentioned going to Japan. Maybe the match happens in Japan. I don't know, but give me that match in Chicago. Give a fuck about it, this CM Punk match or this you know <laughs> two-year-long Hangman Page story. Give me this thrown-together Moxley-Tanahashi match. That's all I care about. It feels like, because Moxley said he sent the contracts, right? Like, anyone yeah. but Tanahashi, but he, he's dead to me. It feels like over the next month, we're going to get, like, two or three Moxley matches against New Japan guys. Maybe two, right? Like, And it could be the US guys. Tanner's going to get that belt um, at the LA show, and then suddenly it's, you know, full circle, and it's like, well, I'll fight you now. You've got that belt that I had all that time, and you didn't want to have it. So I am... Um, Dude, Tanner and Mox, like, do you see? Do you see how this is? Do you see? See, we're supposed to sit here right now and be like, but will it move the needle? Do you guys know who Tanner Hashi is? Who could possibly care? Because I'm gonna ascend if I see that match live. You just, you just won't hear from me. Be gone. Have you ever seen Tanahashi live? No, never seen Tanahashi live. I saw Tan. Listen, to this match. This will pop you. You'll call Tanner and Liger. Versus Ghetto and Okada. Incredible, <laughs> Incredible match. Ghetto took the whole match, brother. He was in there. Dude, it's, not only, and... it's not only Tanahashi live. Like, it's Moxley. You know Wild Moxley's thing, my guy brother. right now. Yeah. But with Wild Thing too. Like, have you seen what that entrance looks like live? Like, that's that's an event. Jeremy, this is this is saying. I was like, Tanner's going to be standing on the, on the turnbuckle doing the guitar, and he's going to be coming oh, to Wild Thing. Oh. Air guitar Tana during Wild Thing. Oh, Joseph. It's fun, bro. It's fun. Like clean myself off in the middle of this. <laughs> you may someone's done that at those all out events before. Bro. You, be, you want to be careful. Feel bad for the girlfriend and Hannah. They're gonna be sitting next to me. Like, what what just happened? <laughs> oh man. Ky- Kylo says we'll never tire uh hearing Joe excited about AEW. Kylo does our theme. We'll always put him over. Uh, George has to beat Sammy fifth, beat the tar out of him. I don't think they're going to do Jericho and Sammy. It seems, I mean, maybe, but I don't know. I don't see it. That is interesting story-wise. The only thing I don't like about it is, like, you'd have to. Why wouldn't Sammy just be like, just beat me? Like, get this match with MJF. Well, that, would, like, that would have to be the, like, because MJF always has these, like, qualifiers, right? Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. I was like, going to say, there's got to be some down. incentive yeah. for Sammy to, to not just lay down. 
Here's a question. Do you think Gage eventually comes back to try and kill MJF? Because I think this is something they may do at some point. Oh, man. Because MJF, like, so. as much as MJF plays like, you know, old school Cornette favorite, he would definitely be into as a heel, like get, having like a, folks, this is not a direct comparison, hear me out. But you know when Randy worked Foley and he like bled everywhere and it was almost like one of those moments of, shit, man, this is a tough dude. I could see... I could see that vibe again. He's not Mick Foley, guys. I know. <laughs> I can see that vibe with Gage, where Gage puts MJF through all of that shit because he didn't get paid, which is what MJF kind of had fun with on Twitter, right? He's a mercenary yeah. who failed. MJF's like, he'll never come back. That could be Saints playing. We'll so that that do we think Gage comes back? I hope so. I mean, I, Gage isn't a guy that I think like is a weekly television guy. <laughs> no. I think. <laughs> I think you're doing Nick Gage matches every single week on television. Like, as a special attraction kind of guy, especially in a storyline like this, like, it makes sense. I think you make sure that when you use him, you pay him, you pay him in a fashion, you treat him in a fashion of like, listen, man, we would love to have you full time. You don't make a lot of sense as a guy that wrestles on YouTube, but like three and a half hours into the tapings. But we'll use you as that what you just said, like as a weird kind of, um, you know, like an outlier, right? Like yeah. he's a guy who does different matches. He's this kind of loose cannon, an outcast, a literal outlaw in the promotion. So, I mean, you do. Like, here's the thing: we know there's like they they intend to treat these promotions with a certain level of like respect. Like you know what's interesting, Jeremy? Next week they're doing an NWA Eliminator for the women's yeah. title. It's like with Thunder Rosa now signed, they could easily just be like, "We're cool." Yeah, <laughs> like, you guys. And maybe that maybe that's part of the deal is NWA said you you got to do this for us on TV. But like, I think Tony sees this as we're going to be the center of the wrestling world, and we're going to do what we believe was the right way to do this all along, which is basically shine a light on this different wrestling world. So like, there's probably a million people in the US that on television watch Nick Gage last night. Think about that. Scary, awesome. Think about it. <laughs> if ten thousand of them never knew of him and he's like, or that shit, that does business, man. That's good for everyone, right? So I think little things like that, it's the same in Gage's case and it's the same with NW. Like, you can play ball and be nice with these promotions because let's be real, they're not competition to them. No. Of course they're not. And they never were at WWE, but they have their own, you know, ideology and that stuff. So I think Gage will never be full-time, but I think he'll be like a recurring character. You know, like when someone needs something done, here comes Nick with a car. And he's, he's great. He's a great character. Man. I'm so, in all seriousness, I know I've done this before and I've circled it, but like we, sh- we should all be happy for him in the sense that what he did last night in that genre and in his world where he is the king of that shit, <laughs> like he ain't just king anymore. Like, he's the god of that, man. Like, and he really was the god. He says that himself. But yeah. what I mean is to get that match, that style, that genre on national TV against Jericho, Right, but that's like the crown jewel for him, surely, right? Like, you know, he must be feeling real proud of that. So I'm happy for it. How many, I mean, there's plenty of deathmatch wrestlers out there. You know, nobody else is getting that spot. There's only one Nick Gage. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Only one Nick Gage. Um, Bless that guy. Nick Gage fucking rules. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're mad because of his past. Oh, come on. In wrestling? You know, like he's he's harmless. This world, this industry is full of filth and scum. Like he's not people. Look, he he's beloved in the industry. Chill on Nick Gage, man. Let him have his moment. You know, like it's, I ain't I ain't hearing that with the shit that goes on in wrestling, Jeremy. You know, like I'm just not. 
Look, he ain't he ain't the first wrestler that has been to jail and then you know transformed his life around and he ain't the first wrestler with some type of addiction that has kicked it and transformed his life uh, life around he's, he's just visually rough around the edges so people want to frame him a certain way you yeah. know what i mean like it making no lesser than this but yeah we already i mean actually our, our like audience knows that shit though right like i, I hope so but there were people on twitter that were like oh i can't get into the nick gage stuff because because of his past and it's like okay you probably should stop watching wrestling because like, there's just some <laughs> just vile people at every turn. So, you know. Uh, yeah, James, James, Edward Smith. James Edward Smith says, how about Angelico Chris Brooks tag team? Just very tall, skinny guys. Oh, how? I'm on for it. Um, <laughs> so basically, is great. Harmless is probably the wrong term for Nick, but like the human being is about as harmless as pro wrestlers get, right? He's at this point in his life, you know, you, you, you got a lot more, more concerns than Nick Gage, trust me. <laughs> Greg Carter, not Greg Carr, uh, says All Out is going to be. <laughs> There's no need for that. You, you outed me. As, as I missed up the brother's name. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, I always thought it was Greg Carr, too. Yeah, I always, I'm sorry, man. I, always thought. I was just trying to pop, Joseph. Uh, yeah. All Out is going to be like seven hours long. You know what? Usually I hate it because I got to sit through the media calls and I'm up to like 3 a.m. doing this shit. I'm going to be there. I ain't got to work. Bring it. Give it. Give me this oh, eight-hour pay-per-view since I'm going to be there. Brother, you say that now, but you're going <laughs> to... When it comes Joseph, to... They're going to give me Moxley Tanahashi. I, I yep. don't care. When, when, when it comes to hour eight and Kenny's he's hitting the V-triggers, you're going to go, oh, fuck. What did I ask for? It's going to no, be... When he's, when he's hitting the V-trigger, that's my move. I'm going to pop I, you for it. On the last pay-per-view, I swear, I watched it in the morning after, and I got online and everyone was like, a little bit too long. You got to treat them, and I know it's hard for you, so I'm going to talk to the audience because you have to do news. When you watch these AEW people, you need to treat them like they're like, like you need to really just ease yourself into it. Like get yourself some snacks, have some powers if you can, or just have imaginary friends. Evil works fine. It's wrestling, right? I get it. Look, not not the easiest sell, right? Come around and watch the wrestling. It's a five-hour pay-per-view. Whatever you need to do to enjoy yourself, okay? Within reason. <laughs> just just take your time, but ideally, especially for my Brit powers out there, do not feel like you have to watch live. Turn your phone off, watch the next day. You don't have to start until six in the morning, guys. I promise. Jeremy, yeah. on the other hand, he has to. Howard, if you don't. I, I'm never doing it again, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now, watch the last one. And I got like, I just paused it at some points. It's, it's a damn like wrestling grin. That's what it is, bro. It's five hours of great pro wrestlers doing great pro wrestling things. Enjoy it. It shouldn't be a kind of. Um, Shouldn't be a bore, but I get for your case, you have to do news stories, so it's different, you know? Like the actual pay-per-view, I mean, is are they long? Yes, but then it's like, oh, God, now I got to do a media call or I got to do a post-show. Right. It just makes for, like, long nights. Since I don't have to work that weekend, I'm just going there to, en- to enjoy the show. And, yes. you know, if I have to do some work, I will. But like, tech on show day, I don't have to. I'm going to enjoy it. You Moxley it's- and Tanahashi, Joseph. That's all I care it about. Is- Go Ace. It is interesting, though, as much as we used to talk about the pay-per-view builds, like the pay-per-view is, we said, like six weeks, right? Five weeks? Around there? Yeah, five, five weeks. And it's like, the, we have to kind of accept, I think we have at this point, the TV is their bread and butter, man. Yeah. Like the, the pay-per-views are like showcases their biggest ideas, but they're, they're swinging for the fences with this TV because they think they can... They really think they can kind of um, they can change the game TV wise. You can tell, right? Like the last couple of weeks of ratings, I think they're encouraged, and they think if they keep their foot on the gas with what's coming up, I don't want to say it, folks. I'm not going to talk about Raw or something like that, but like 
they think they can be a player in that game. And that's in, in 2021, that's just more important than selling 160,000 buyers rather than 130. It is, isn't it? Like, that's where we're at right now. So that's one thing to kind of keep in mind. I mean, the money's in the television, right? Like yeah. we, we've seen that from, from WWE. I think AEW kind of eventually transitions off that pay-per-view stuff and they end up kind of with a streaming deal as well. But that television yeah. ain't going nowhere. Yeah, they're going to sell that package at some point, I think. Like, yeah. the whole the pay-per-view archive, I think they'll sell. I know people like them on YouTube, but I do think you have a dark elevation and a dark to sell them. I do. I think that's their mm-hmm. idea is, like, you've got a package yeah. then, right? Two fresh weekly shows, the pay-per-view archive, and the live pay-per-views. I think that's their plan. What service that goes to without upsetting Turner? Because I just don't know if HBO Max is the fit for that. It seems like a mismatch. So that'll be the thing to watch. I think look, everyone knows streaming, like you want to get your foot in that door. You know, you don't want to be left waiting. So that's one thing to watch, I think, with AEW's like big picture stuff, definitely. I mean, HBO Max still makes the most sense though, because that is Warner right. Turner Turner property. And yeah, maybe it doesn't seem like the fit now, but we're talking kind of at least two years down the line. Right. Like I so think. the archive, it makes sense, right? Like we can right. all agree if you could just throw some AW and let's be fair, if it's on there, you could do the dynamite archive. Like you could easily right. do that. The pay-per-view live streaming part is the bit that I kind of like. I don't know if that's a HBO Max kind of thing. You know, like streaming live yeah, sports basically. Right. Yeah. So but again, but then, two years from now, like yeah. Yeah. who knows what HBO Max is going to look like. They could be streaming live NBA games two years from now. Right. And would would that like really be that surprising? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's the big thing is like all of these sports, they're the last holdover with TV and streaming, right? And for making this thing about media, <laughs> like they are like the TV, the TV, you know, the direct cable channels are going to keep overpaying the sports because that's their last like grip. Yeah. The big thing in that whole landscape is which of them are going to take the big swing go to streaming. Wrestling, it'll be really interesting. I saw a Will from RBR, as you mentioned. He said to me on Monday, he, or Tuesday, he goes, someone actually said to him, um, yeah, I don't, I don't used to watch wrestling all the time. I now just like watch what they have on Peacock. And he said, like, he thinks there's a, there's an audience of people that subscribe to that streaming service. They should be like, oh, Cena and Reigns. That is actually the, probably the best way to grow an audience now is to be on one of these streaming conglomerates rather than as wild as, wild as that. TV is like, is what it is now, right? We see yeah. the numbers. It ain't, yeah, so that's a big thing for all these promotions is try to make sure you're ahead of the game on that stuff. It'll be it'll be something to watch for sure. Uh, George says, Sammy five story wise, he has to beat someone mm-hmm. he loves. Yeah, I like I get it. There's got to be incentive for Sammy to just not lay down, and, and that's can't they, they can easily do it. I'm not saying it, it wouldn't be. Yeah. It's not feasible to do it. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, JJ says, Joe, I have to watch live. It's just not, I'm telling you, it's way better because by the end of the show, your eyes are going to be like this. Get yourself up at 7 a.m., fresh, get some breakfast, you know, pause the show at the halfway point. Like last time, I watched it with some powers the next day, and when King of Moxley lost, guess what I did, Jeremy? Pause the show, reset. It's all, it's all take it easy here. Let's not get out of hand. Come back to the thing. I had a great time. This is, um, Tony what Khan's time here, is, is it is? He's always here. Yeah. It is a serious question, Jeremy. <laughs> How many episodes of our show has Tony Khan watched? Uh, how many episodes have we done? We've done since last January. We've probably done, yeah. done a lot. He's a Twitch subscriber. I'm pretty sure he's a Patreon subscriber as well. Yes. Like, yeah. He, he's, he's watched all of it. Yeah, yeah probably. 
He's um, he clearly he clearly watches BP Dub with all these ideas that he's throwing out there every week. Somebody does. Luther's pitching him all the ideas. He's like, Tony, they do these cold opens. It's like centered around basketball. For some reason, people love it. You think we can do this with the elite guys, even though none of them can dribble outside of the one Jackson? There you go. I'm glad you. Apparently, Kenneth was a was a coach, a basketball coach. What are they getting up to over there in Canada? Oh my God. <laughs> He looked like he'd never seen a basketball. He was dribbling it up there. Dude, how funny was it when the machine gun dunks and he pulled down the whole thing like Shaq? <laughs> Incredible. Just all of that whole thing. Like, you know what was great about that was? It was entertaining. The, like, the idea in storyline, the EVPs made that deal for themselves is so funny. Like the idea yeah. of Kenny and the boats being like, man, we should just, we should maybe strike a deal with Space Jam. Like, <laughs> glorious, glorious. Dude. Well, you, you, people... you said it, you watched the Space Jam and it just, it was ad yeah. after ad after yeah. ad. And so like, yeah, the fact that it was like, that was the complaint about Space Jam, right? So of course, uh, these guys, these dickheads come in there. It's like, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna run that bit right here. They they are awesome as like just escape rule. I, I honestly think people miss the trip and they're like these guys are dogs. It's like, yep, yeah. How great is it? Like they're the big. And here's the thing: is the characters are they're not like dogs that are losers. They're dogs that are the best wrestlers of their generation. So they win all the time while making you infuriate because they have no sense of like they're not core cool all. They're not redeemable. They're just dicks. It's awesome. They're the Warriors. They're the Warriors. They can say they're the Bulls. They're kind of the Warriors. Is Machine Gun Steph? No, Omega's definitely Steph. <laughs> I don't know. Is he really? He, yeah. Is he online enough to be KD? <laughs> By the way, no, the, young Bucks, the, the Young Bucks are KD. Fair. Cheese yeah. in the chat here. How great was Machine Gun having 2012? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, machine, Gun's, dunk on machine Gun's Andre Iguodala. Yes, yes, and, and he's he's G one final is when he held LeBron to thirty five points yeah. a game. Right? Gallows, Gallows is Draymond. Oh, he and... was something else last night. <laughs> there were a couple times there where you looked at Gallows. He said, "I I don't know how he manages this. He's in the biggest <laughs> match, but he's out there and he's doing these like kind of wacky cells, like he's working in Indy and in Georgia. He's the greatest. What a what tremendous outliers those two guys are. If everyone knows I love Machine Gun, but like they just they don't really fit, which is why they fit sites because they're they're part of the history. They they just are, yeah. but they like they're completely opposite of what the good, <laughs> what the elite is at this point. But fuck it, man, people like it. It's fun, good times. Calabas says, uh, "Last review I watched live was Elimination Chamber 2017. I fell asleep and dreamt Kane was in it. Was about to tell people the next day as if it was a fact. I have no idea what happened on that show." Dude, dude, Greg said, "You know Greg Carr? You hear me? Greg, <laughs> Greg Carr said, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, miss, I'm missing. Greg Carter said, Gallows is Javale McGee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just grab I us thought- a ball and get the fuck out of the way." I, Andrew uh, Andrew Thompson tweeted something about Gallows. Is like you know this dude's just getting run That's, uh, in the rec league. I was like, this is he's Andre Drummond of the AW rec league. He's just bigger than all these guys. So it's like, ah, oh, yeah, he must be all right, right? And then like he actually plays. It's like he'll grab a board, but can't really like do anything. Just gets torched defensively. Like that. That's Gallows. <laughs> Every switch they go after him. Um, <laughs> by the way, we saw about a lot of stuff at Ten Man, dude. You know, like, it's easy to look at him as a meme because of all the comedy, but, like, how good is John Silver, dude? Yeah. Like, just just how sharp is his offense? Like, I think all of the Dark Order guys are better than they're given credit for because they're seen as, like, an act. But John Silver is, like, 
his work is prime time. Man. He can. He hadn't wrestled in months either. As I say, that was his first match back, I believe. This roster, we do this every week, but like this roster is something, man. And if they can keep rotating the way they are, they're gonna like they're gonna add Daniel Bryan to this roster in two weeks, two months. I can't believe Sorry. that's like a real. This be real, guys. I've asked people this on Patreon. I'm gonna do it on the main show. Like in your heart. How insane is that to you? Because I never once believed he was good. Like, I thought he might become like an indie guy for a little bit and then go back. But like, him being an actual AEW guy is yeah. bonkers to me. He is going to be an indie guy. But, like, what I'm saying is, did you ever think he would actually sign an AEW deal? Because I didn't. Frankly. No, I did. I, I was kind of with you. I thought he might wrestle like a handful of matches kind of elsewhere, do sort of the stuff he wanted to do, and eventually just sort of end up back mm-hmm. in WWE. Now instead he's just like, well, I can still do these matches and still be on national television and do other types of dream matches. I did kind of have an inkling, not an inkling, but like a feeling like we, we referenced it last week, that interview where he's like, I, I just felt like checked out on this yeah. stuff. Like that was, that was very telling of where he kind of stood in, in terms of, of WWE. And maybe you like, you read that and you're like, Oh, it just needs to be refreshed and everything. Let him take a few months off. He'll come back to WWE. He'll feel great. I I just think he was completely checked out on that stuff. He actually wants to do something new and that's what he's going to do. And this is the thing is we all laugh about the forbidden door because it became such a cliche, but you said it earlier about what Dave, you know, his story was that Moxley was just like, why don't I wrestle a new Japan guy at all out? Do you know how like limitless that makes their possibilities that a top guy can just be like, I haven't really got a program. Her Tony, why don't I wrestle Hiroshi Tanahashi? And he's like, cool, let's go on the phone. <laughs> Like, you have a roster that deep, but then when you have this, like, expanded universe of different guys you can pull from and you can help each other, I'm not saying it will last forever, but while it lasts, brother, that's that's serious. Like, we've seen how valuable it was to a Ring of Honor, but, like, Ring of Honor never had, like, you know, they had players and they're all guys that have gone on to do good stuff and was doing good stuff then, but, like, this AEW roster's different, right? they got, like, icons of the industry on the board. It's just, it's a crazy time. It's very idyllic. I must say, sometimes it just um, it catches me off guard, like how well it seems to be going. I'm I'm always waiting for the other the other shoe to drop. You know, is that the phrase? The other speaking speaking of the other shoe to drop, Joseph. Robert O'Neill's here. Hi guys. Evening, Bob. (laughs) What's up? Well, I mean, we've been doing this podcast. I don't know if you've seen any of it. We're having a good time. How are you, Bob? You got a haircut. I did. I did. It was about time. It's uh, 110 degrees here today. So, uh, you know, wasn't going to deal with that shit. Hey, Bob. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. Um, so here's the deal. Jeremy, you can start the clock whenever. I don't have anything today, um, which isn't ideal. You know, um, was kind of hoping that Jack Crosby was available to talk about some MLB trade deadline stuff, but he uh, is busy with his actual job this week. Um, so that's a bummer. Oh, I got to start the clock. I'm sorry. Yeah, you start it whenever. Who cares, man? <laughs> O'Neill messages me and he's like, am I on the show tomorrow? I was like, yeah, I think so. As far as I know, he's like, you should probably plan something. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like you. we have this conversation every single week. Well, and then and then earlier this morning, I'm like, oh, Joseph, you know, what should I do? And he's like a raw review. And I'm like, I don't remember anything that happened on raw this week. It's not great. That's not ideal, I, I would agree. Um, sorry, Bob. Frankly, I'm looking at the chat and like, 
Bruce has lost his mind and created like three alts. So I'm, I'm, so I'm not distracted. I'm just like caught off guard. So what is what have you decided to talk about? I apologize. Is it raw? What's going on? I mean, I can talk about raw again. I, I don't remember. Just, too here's much. what you should do. Here's what you should do. Okay, you're bootlicker Bob, face of the territory. It's been a tough week, right? The 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 fleet is running wild. All that good stuff. I would like you to give me like a statement on behalf of the World Wrestling Federation. The best you can. You could be honest with the, the issues, but remember, this is one thing you need to remember, okay? Complaining isn't conversation. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, that's important. You know, you got to make sure to let things play out, even if you don't seem to understand what they're doing at the moment. Um, you know, the draft's coming up, so that'll change things. Uh, you got to really focus on that. Um I don't know, man. It just, it's weird. You know, it seems like Becky Lynch isn't going to Raw, which kind of felt like a slam dunk because the Raw side of SummerSlam doesn't look great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm excited for this uh, Nikki Ash triple threat match. I mean, I am personally excited because, uh, you know, I'm going to be there. You know, my first big event uh, since coming back. Uh, so that's going to be good. But no, I mean, the, the Nikki Ash stuff is a little weird. It's weird that she doesn't merch yet. I know that's been discussed a little bit. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's Bob, a mess right now. Bob, let's talk about this a little bit. Jeremy, you're cool. Um, Bob, what do you think here the situation is? Like, it feels like this was not the plan with Becky, right? Like, it feels like <laughs> Becky was just looking at the picture. Like, this is a mega show. This is their WrestleMania effectively this year. It feels like their intention was not to run this Nikki Ash triple threat. And they might not. They might get out of it. Yeah. No, it felt like she was going to Raw, right? But yeah. yeah doesn't and that, really... you know, in fear of doing scoop stuff, like that was like the word. And that's what everyone was talking about. So, like, what is, um, what's your read on that now moving forward? Like, we talked about a little bit in the chat about how, in the DM story about how it could be like maybe they're doing Becky and Banks and Belair and Naomi. Like, what, what do you think they're doing with that? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you look at Becky, if she is going to SmackDown, like, the three people she would face is, you know, Bailey, who's obviously not an option now, Bianca, who I don't think you're going to run that match with three weeks of build. So, I mean, Becky and Sasha's a match you can just kind of heat up real quick, and, you know, they're both kind of big attractions. It doesn't need that much build. So if I had to guess, that would probably be the route they take right now. But, yeah, I don't – it's it's strange, man. Like, I, I think tomorrow on SmackDown is going to be telling because if you don't see Sasha and you don't see Becky, then – Maybe you won't see him at SummerSlam because you're, you're kind of running out of time to start that build. Indeed. It's, um, do you put any stock into the notion that, like, this this whole, I don't, I don't know who it was, and if it's someone I shouldn't have mentioned, I apologize, but do you put any stock into this notion that, like, Fox is kind of, they're kind of maneuvering things? Like, it was weird with the Roman thing, right? That You, you have to say, Bob, that was strange. When Roman got moved to SmackDown, it was like, yeah. Hmm. What do you think? Do you mean to say to that? That was strange, but it's they have basically the same TV deal with uh, you know NBC Universal. They've been partners for a lot longer, so I don't know. Like unless they're trying to just impress Fox still, and they think they have more leeway with NBC, I don't think they would necessarily you know give one preferential treatment over the other. Okay, I'm going to ask you my actual question here as things finally calm down in the chat. Are you um? Do you care <laughs> about what? About, about any of this SummerSlam stuff? Because. I message you, Bob. You had some fun last night, huh? You had some fun, Bob. I did. It was good. It was a good show. No, I'm ex- you know, I'm excited to be going. I'm excited to see right. a lot of people that I'm seeing. You know, I think Roman and Cena is going to be a good match. I think Rollins and Edge is going to be a good match. Um, like I said, though, it's just hard to get too excited for too much on the Raw side. I think we had this conversation a while back, and it's like I stick by it. 
I think he's strengthened since then. I think the WWE product is very hard to talk about with any kind of like analysis in terms of where they're going, right? Because it doesn't feel like they, they don't feel like they know, firstly. It also doesn't feel like it matters much. Does that make sense, Bob? Like, I think we both agree this SummerSlam show is going to be very good. But like, we're only both confident of that. Mm-hmm. And it's a hell of a poster, right? Like, you put all the faces on that thing, but man, you can't miss. Like, yeah. you, got, you know, you got, they're big matches, they're video game matches. But it's very hard to kind of sink your teeth into, like, what does this mean for that? Or what is this, you know, what is this kind of signal for where they're going at, at Mania? The one thing I want to ask you about is a, a bigger picture kind of thing. I'm kind of befuddled by everyone's desperation to do Becky and Bianca Belair. And I mean that both for SummerSlam, Mania, whatever. I just don't get this matchup. Bob. I get it's a big one, but it feels like with the brand split, you should kind of keep them apart like they did with Dave and – sorry, Dave, I'm his pal, Batista and Cena for all that. Yeah. Well, well that's, something, that's something that we talked about too uh, yeah. yesterday where, you know – I don't think you're going to turn either of them. So like you can run the match, but it's just, it's kind of strange. Like it's obviously a big match. You can run it at some point, but I don't think there needs to be a rush to do it. Like even at WrestleMania next year. Yeah. Cause it, it feels like a really good way. Like here's the thing with Bianca Blair. I mean, we all think she's money and she's already, I think a top, like, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to say, cause I don't watch it close enough. Like say a top 10 star, right? She's, mm-hmm. she's super over, but like, she isn't an established like mega star in the way that Becky is. Cause Becky had that like, that ascension, right? That was just different. She had it in front of fans. Bianca's ascension was in the Thunderdome. So it's, yeah. it's different. To me, it's a really good way of dividing your audience and making people resent Belair because I think she'd win that match. And I don't think you want to have the, the four horsemen kind of um, like mega fans. And I don't mean that as like a diss. I mean, like people just love those characters. I don't want you, think, you want them to think, oh, Blair's replacing them the same way that once upon a time Cena did with the angles, the Jerichos. Does yes. that make sense? Like, yep. that's a real thing, I, I think. I don't know. Am I off on this? No, I think that's exactly right, and I think that's a great point. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have to see where it happens, I guess. There you go. That's Bob O'Neill, folks. I apologize, Bob. I was, yeah. A lot no, of it's, it's fine. I get it. Um, we're going to be live on the Patreon. After this, again, you can sign up for $1. Bob will be in and out. He has to work, apparently. What coward. But um, that's where we'll be after this, folks. We'll talk about all this good stuff and more. Um, Bob, thanks for coming on, pal. Yeah, thanks, guys. Wow. Fuck. Sorry about that. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> crazy what happens. You know, it's about raw for a week, huh? It's just, it'll get. <sighs> oh. Anything else to hit, Jeremy? I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm I'm disappointed by by that whole ordeal. Yeah, look, I I um. I don't know, man. Everyone in the chat knows the deal. So, you know, we kind of assumed that we wouldn't have to like police it to that degree, but like people just lunatics. Usually, usually there's a mod here. Um, Usually Joel, Joel is around. um, And so, uh, or or Hannah will be around. I'm going to make sure that uh, most likely JJ, I'll make sure that JJ gets a mod privileges. He's here every week. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that, 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 uh, that happens. And, incidents like that because i'm trying to mod stuff and run the show it's, yes so, outrageous yeah. Yeah. I, no it's cool um i, I want to do something quickly okay. and i'm not gonna make a big deal with this and, and we're gonna hop out of this you got you got some stuff to do with the, with the call and i've you know i gotta do a show with bob o'neill which fuck that's more, <laughs> even more even more dangerous but i i want to say um 
And I think I speak on your behalf on this, Jeremy. Love to our pal, JJ, over at the Observer, yes. right? Uh, who uh, who was was singled out in just some absolute bullshit. And, it, you know, a year ago, I probably would have sat here and given a much more venomous response to that. I, I think we know at this point, you know, they've told us enough times who they are. I'm not going to overreact to it or anything like that. But I, I just wanted to say, you know, God bless him. He's a good power about What is his at on the Twitter, Jeremy? Do you know? Is it just JJ Williams, WOM? Um, I'll tell you, by the way, uh, you've been scooped by Tony Khan, who just came out and said, we'll see you at Dynamite. <laughs> what? Oh. Uh, to- yeah, Tony Khan on Twitter. Payphone, payphone, payphone. Yeah, no, I like we took here's the thing, guys. Are we really honest? You know, you 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 all know this, you've watched the show, and we appreciate sport recently, it's been wild. But um you guys see, like we talk about there to be less and less, and I just sometimes this stuff, to be quite frank, guys, is like my response is just you know what, man? Yeah, thanks, Drew. J at JJ Williams, W I mean. Yeah, Rest yeah. Observer News there, obviously. So I I just sometimes I just think Oh man, like you resent the coverage anyway. Fuck it, and that's why I don't talk about it much. I, I, and I'm really, I'm thankful, and I want to make a point of this to our audience. Like, I appreciate that as we've talked more and more just about stuff we want to talk about, rather than like forcing us to. Our viewership has increased, and I really appreciate that because I know that a lot of people do need to hit certain topics for people to watch this shit. So, and my plan, I've said this before, you know, next few weeks, man, I want to. Widen out, you know, broaden horizons a little bit and talk about different stuff. I want to get to see what impacts going with Jay White. I saw some of that. Everything's opening back up for now. People <laughs> are getting their crowds back for now. So we've got a lot of wrestling to talk about, and the wrestling world is is vibrant and exciting. And I ain't trying to force myself to cover stuff they don't want me to even cover. And frankly, their audience doesn't want me to cover it either because I'm just going to whine and complaining, Jeremy, isn't conversation as you know so yeah i, I just want to say it but love to jj's the point like you know obviously ain't about me and about you jeremy it's like if you know the deal you know the deal you should your reactions that should be very singular but yeah support jj the pal yes um that was absolute nonsense what happened to him who's been covering nxt since like literally day one and mm-hmm. so for that to happen it's bullshit honestly it is and what are they doing over there, Joseph? Like it's what? the same stuff they've always done, man. It's just it's more stark now because there's a, there's a, there's a different a different choice, you know. That's the truth, Jeremy. That's the truth. And there's a lot of people that put off a lot of shit for a lot of years and are now slowly, steadily, you know, increasingly realizing you don't have to be this way, you know. Like it's. I'm not going to do the thing of like, you know, the, the momentum, the shift and all that stuff. I've said it before and it's all silly. Nothing will change in the business. Everything's fine. Then they're, they're going to keep making money regardless, right? But like, I do think, and this is easy for me to say, this isn't reflect. this isn't talking to you, Jeremy, this isn't talking to Sean, definitely not Sean. He's, the, you know, doing the best news in the game. But me personally, a guy that comes in here and does a podcast, I'll be frank, like, I'm, I'm cool with just like not talking about it. But we, the, the, the beauty of this show, and I've always said it, is like we can kind of do what we want on this show. We can talk about what we, we've been in NXT before <laughs> we, for, for much less reason than this. We banned them because they didn't have an in-your-house set, but then they had the in-your-house set, and we were just like, oh, this show's not very good. So we, we just banned them. Like, we can talk about what we want on this show. 
obviously if you if you go to fightful we got to cover certain things we we have to cover in xt but on this show i don't have to and i'm fine with that it's kind of unfortunate because samoa joe is back and we both like the sammy joe but you know they don't they don't deserve it after something like this right they just don't Listen, man, if the whole promotion has told us all for years they ain't pro wrestling, it's like, cool, bro. I cover yeah. pro wrestling. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> you ain't gonna struggle without my coverage anyway. It's like <laughs> I don't need to I don't need to try and crowbar the audience into me being like, Well, I hate all of it, but like we all know the deal. It's fine. Like if people that like it can watch it. I'm not gonna tell them it's bad. I mean everyone knows my opinions by now. Anyway, as you said, that's the beauty of this show. So yeah, moving forward, guys, I do wanna kind of, you know branch out a little bit i'm i'm open to that as an idea like big stories what we cover always so like we're not going to just like pretend stuff isn't happening don't get me wrong i'm just saying like if you hate the way this show has trended in terms of like <laughs> the AEW talk i'll give it real with you guys like it probably ain't turning back it just ain't because we want to have we want to have stuff we have fun with man this, this is the this is the you know what i soon i said jeremy this hangman conversation, this is the shit I signed up for, man. Yeah. The idea that a result means that much and we can sink our teeth into what it, what's the good, what's the bad, what it will mean for next week and the week. That's what I'm here for. Not this idea that it's just a meaningless, a meaningless money machine. I'm cool with that. That, that can happen without us analyzing it because it don't mean anything anyway. Some of this stuff, though, it matters. It matters to the people watching. It, it matters to you and I. So let's stick with that for now. But yeah, thanks for joining us, folks, regardless. It is... It's, um, it is cool that even when we we dip out we dip we dip our focus on the other one, um, the viewership keeps going up. We appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll be Joseph be on Patreon with, with O'Neill. No Twitch stream, no post show. Again, I have to cover financial stuff. I will be on. Yes. I'm going to jump on the Patreon for the first 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, but mm-hmm. but no Twitch stream. We'll be back on Twitch tomorrow night. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Uh, we're going to do a, a late show. Myself, Hannah, Joel Pearl, and a fourth person that we always just pull from the chat. Uh, we're going to talk about bad jobs, stuff like that. So again, twitch.tv slash Fightful Game if you want to go over there. If you want to go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash The Distraction. Joseph will be there with O'Neill. Um, dollar. Dollar gets you that stream plus like weekly streams that, that, that we do, plus written content. NWA power reviews that I don't think anybody reads, but some people pop for behind the scenes stuff you can get all the behind the scenes of the v triggers get a dollar a month do it sign up do it now pay more but at least a dollar fightfulselect.com go over there fightful.com uh thank you guys and we will talk to y'all next week bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc